0: Hi and welcome to this latest episode from 1914 to 1918 com. This is going to be a shorter episode, we've got sickness in the house so uh, things are a bit stretched so I'll be just covering off the anniversaries coming up over the next week. So uh, I hope you enjoy it and uh, hopefully back to normal service next week. In the meantime don't forget to leave a review etc etc. Everything you hold for filed in the state. You are with a strong connection with the sea. We will give you the world-spoken spirit of the world. Look, that French give me this bunch of flowers. Mercy, Manzelli! Okay, let's have a look at some upcoming anniversaries for the next week. We'll start in 1914. We'll start with today, 28th of October. Um, the British cabinet decided to keep the sinking of the battleship HMS Audacious, uh, which was sunk by a mine, decided to keep it a secret uh, to avoid bolstering German morale. And Indian troops were in action at Neuve Chapelle, with Subedar Mala Singh becoming the first Indian to be awarded a military cross. Then on the 31st of October 1914, Sir John French was feeling the pressure a bit. Uh, he was quite dismayed by the scale of the casualties and said he would go up and be killed with First Corps. General Foch uh, seems to have had a steadier hand and told him that, uh, to pull himself together basically, uh, in telling him he must win and not die. Meanwhile, on the other side of the world, the Battle of Coronel was kicking off uh, when Admiral Spee's naval squadron was closing in on uh, Sir Christopher Craddock's Royal Navy Western Atlantic Squadron. This was to be a defeat for the British. And on November the 3rd 1914 uh, the British and French ships began their bombardment of the Turkish forts along the Dardanelles. This was at the point where they thought they could still force the straits uh, using just naval power. Jumping ahead now to 1915, Um, October 28th, uh, the king falls off his horse while he's inspecting British First Army uh, in France. And on October 31st, General Charles Monroe, who's the commander at Gallipoli, writes to Kitchener recommending that uh, it's time to get out of that particular campaign. And in the aftermath of the Battle of Luce, uh, The Times publishes uh, Sir John French's dispatch from the Battle of Luce, and this account was very much uh, designed to portray Sir John French in a good light, and Haig was understandably quite annoyed by this, because uh, he didn't think that Sir John French was up to the job. Now moving across into 1916, uh, the Italians were launching the Ninth Battle of Isonzo, um, capturing 9,000 Austro-Hungarians at this point. And on November the 1st, uh, the... Allies announced that on the Somme they've taken 72,901 German prisoners, uh, 303 artillery guns, 215 mortars and just under 1,000 machine guns, you know, showing that the um, battle may have been a success in some measures and on November the 2nd Haig was reporting that uh, the Germans were examining naval personnel to see whether they could be transferred into the army and sees this as a good sign that his offensives have been uh, wearing the enemy down. And on the 3rd of November the French uh, take Fort Vaux back at uh, Verdun. Leaping ahead into 1917, um, 22 German Gotha bombers uh, attacked London with incendiary bombs for the first time. Killing uh, ten civilians and five of the bombers uh, crash while returning. And on November the fifth, uh, we the news of the Russian Revolution begins to really reach the Allies. Uh, so there was a pivotal moment there with the loss of the uh, eastern side of the alliance, which would allow the Germans to very much focus on the western side going forward. And now uh, in 1918, we're very much an end game here. Uh, October the 30th, 30,000 Austrian soldiers taken prisoner on the Italian front. And also on the 30th, Kaiser Wilhelm leaves Berlin, heads to the Belgian town of Spa, uh, under pressure to abdicate in favour of his son. But there were other options discussed, including suggesting that he goes off and seeks a glorious death at the front. For some reason, this is an option that he doesn't actually follow through on. And on the 31st, an armistice comes into force with the Ottoman Empire and the Allies, leaving Germany fighting alone now. And returning to uh, Kaiser Wilhelm, um, still under pressure to abdicate, he responds to Prince Max, I wouldn't dream of abandoning the throne because of a few hundred Jews and a thousand workers. So therefore not taking it seriously in my view. And worrying developments in Germany as uh, German soldiers being transferred from the Eastern Front to the West, uh, mutiny rather than going into battle. That's on the 2nd of November. And in a sign that uh, things aren't all going the Allies' way, on the 2nd of November, um, as well, uh, jam rationing comes into force in Britain. And then our last anniversary I'll pick on this week is the 3rd of November, the armistice with Austria was signed. That brings me to the end of the uh, anniversaries I'm thinking of calling out this week. Um, it's been a shorter episode, as I said, um, but hope you enjoyed it nonetheless. And uh, look forward to you joining me next episode. Bye bye.